Yo, yo, peeps, or what up? It's Carly here, and welcome to an episode of What You Should Know But You Don't. Today, we're going to be talking about like, unique animals that you probably don't know about, but you should know about. Um, there's going to be talking about a narwhal, obviously, because that's my favorite animal. Um, there might, there's going to be talking about um, the manatee, the sidewinder, the botfly, a spider called the sparkle muffin. It's an amazing name. Um, the Tasmanian devil, some names, some scientific names people can't pronounce, though, so you might want to be warned about that. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode of What You Should Know But You Don't. Hello, peeps. It's me, Carly. Today, I'm going to be talking about a unique animal you probably don't know about. My animal is the narwhal. I'm going to tell you um, many things about it, but first, I'm going to tell you why I chose this animal to talk about. I chose the, am- I chose the narwhal to talk about because it's my favorite animal. I love narwhals so much, and they're so cool. There's a lot of unique features about them, too. If You should pause this right now and go look up a picture of a narwhal. Um, it's really cool. Um, now I'm going to tell you some unique things about the narwhal. The narwhal um, is a big whale and it has a horn. Many people think it's just a horn, but it's actually a tooth that grows out and pokes through the left lip. It's always, it's usually always their top left tooth. Um, it's it's uh, barely ever their right tooth. Most narwhals only have one horn, but some of them have two, but that's very rare. It's mostly only male narwhals that have a horn, but sometimes female narwhals have horns too, but that is not very common. There's a lot of interesting facts about the narwhal, like its horn always spirals left. Um, it's not it's not magical like a unicorn horn, but it's super cool. They like to eat like arctic cod, shrimp, sometimes even squid. And now I'm gonna now I have to say one more thing about the narwhal. I want to tell you guys why people should know about it. I think people should know about it because it's a really interesting, cool animal, and it's really cool to find pictures of, research. There's so many interesting facts about it. Um, also, it's my favorite animal, and many people probably don't know about it. Some people have heard of them, but don't even think they're real. Anyways, um, that's what I have to say about the narwhal. Right now, we're, we are going to be talking to Gage about a unique animal he thinks you should know about. Gage, what is your animal? The Sidewinder. Why did you choose this animal? I chose the Sidewinder because I heard about it when you and my dad made a song for Goodness Snake, and he made a music video about it. Why is this animal unique? This animal is unique because instead of moving forwards it like a regular snake it moves sideways well that's really cool do you have anything else to say about why it's unique um no not really okay and why do you think people should know about this animal i think people should know about the sidewinder because it is a venomous snake although it is shy it may still attack it is also very cool Well, that's really cool, Gage. Do you have anything else to say about it? Nope. Okay, that's really cool. Right now, we're going to talk to Abby about a unique animal she thinks you should know about. What is your animal, Abby? I'm going to be telling you about the sparkle muffin. The sparkle muffin is an Australian peacock spider. The scientific name is Maradis... Jactatus, 
but we're going to call it the Sparkle Muffin because that's a lot more fun. I like the name Sparkle Muffin more. Sparkle Muffin's an awesome name, right? Yeah. I'd kind of like to be called a Sparkle Muffin. <laughs> Maybe that could be my superhero name. Yeah. Why did you choose this animal? Okay, well, other than that it's called the Sparkle Muffin, do I really need another reason? Well, no. No, but I will tell you some other reasons are it's super colorful, so I highly suggest you pause this right now and just Google Sparkle Muffin because this is a pretty darn cool looking spider. It's colorful and crazy looking. It's red, blue, orange, yellow, and green. It's got stripes and spots. It's known as a peacock spider because it's so cool and colorful looking. Another cool thing about it is that it's a jumping spider. So normally we think of most spiders that make webs to catch their prey, but the sparkle muffin actually hunts them, kind of like our cat. Hmm. That's interesting. It is interesting. And another thing, they also have really good eyesight, like cats. Cool. So in some ways it's kind of like a cat. Besides what you mentioned, what is, the, what is unique about this animal? Well, um, other than the fact that it's crazy cool and colorful looking, it's also really, really tiny. It's only five millimeters. So it's got all this color and pattern on this teeny tiny little body. That's cool. It must be really small. And one more question. Why should people know about this animal? Well, I think they should know about it because I just think it's really cool and unique and pretty. And it's called the Sparkle Muffin. So do you really need any other reason? No, not really. The Sparkle Muffin is a pretty amazing name. It is a pretty amazing name. All right. Yeah. Right now we are going to talk to Andy about a unique animal he thinks you should know about. Andy, what is your animal? Carly, my animal or insect is called the Botfly. Cool name. Is it like a robot fly? It does sound like a robot fly, doesn't it? I could see where you'd get that. Now, the bot fly is a lot different than a robot. Some say the bot fly is the world's most disgusting insect. Why do they say that? Well, Carly, because the bot fly is a spiny parasitic larva that grows inside the human body inside and eats your flesh. Um, that's why it's considered disgusting, because it actually lives inside you. That's pretty gross. So for this, why did you choose this animal? Well, I chose this animal, Carly, uh, because it's unique, it's totally disgusting, but more importantly, because I have had the botfly in my body. Uh, that's gross. Do you have a story about that? <laughs> Funny you should ask. I, I do have a story. Well, it was years ago. I don't remember the exact, the exact year, but I was in the country of Belize with my, um, with my mom and my brother, and me and my brother decided to go on a mountain bike ride through the jungle in the country of Belize. Okay, it was gonna be a great time and we had a really, really good time. However, after that bike ride was over, 
days, weeks later, you know, I had this this itchy feeling in my arm. Okay, that's not uncommon. People get bit by insects and mosquitoes all the time, right? Um, but all of a sudden, a bump really started to occur, and it became a volcano-looking shape on my forearm. Okay, and the volcano had a hole in it, and I was like, well, this can't be good. And I let it sit there and see what was happening for a while, but then all of a sudden, imagine this, Carly. You're sitting there with this wound on your arm, and you feel this burning sensation deep inside your skin, and all of a sudden, blood starts erupting from the volcano. Okay, That is, in essence, the botfly eating your flesh, trying to work its way out. Now, people will say, how'd you get the botfly? Well, a botfly is carried from mosquitoes, right? A infected mosquito will bite you and inject this parasitic larva in you. Not every mosquito has them. Um, some do. And they're really common in tropical areas. So I had two mosquitoes bite me and I had two botflies in my right arm. Now, what would you do if you had a botfly in your arm, Carly? Uh, I have no idea. Probably freak out. Exactly. I was freaking out. I did not know what to do. So immediately I went to the doctor, right? Um, and they didn't know what it was. And they prescribed me antibiotics for it to go away. Well, I took antibiotics for, you know, the 10 days. It still didn't go away. In fact, it got worse. You know, it got bigger. The the eating of my flesh inside the pain would, would grow and the more blood would erupt out. So I went back and they were just going to prescribe me that again. They didn't know what it was. They thought maybe it was a tsetse fly. They weren't sure. Um, anyway, I had to leave for a conference in Cleveland, Ohio. So I left to go to Cleveland, Ohio. And at this conference, I know it's a long story, but it's an important story. At this conference, I decided to call the doctor. Well, they couldn't get me in. But guess what? A dermatologist could. You know what a dermatologist is? Yeah. What is it? It's like kind of like with something that can like check out like conditions, sometimes like skin t conditions to give you prescriptions. Yeah, yeah. They, they, were, they work with the skin a lot, right? So they went there. They didn't want to see me. They said we're busy. But I actually showed up at the dermatologist that morning without an appointment, and they brought me in. They they actually didn't have, put me in a room. They put me at a computer desk, and they had an, a physician's assistant help me. And she started looking at my arm and going, I don't know what that is. That's the weirdest thing. I don't know what we can do for you. Maybe we could take a biopsy. And a biopsy is a hunk of skin they'll cut out of the wound, and they'll take it in for samples. And I go, please, take a biopsy of my arm, but take a big one. And I told them that because at this outdoor rec conference I was at, a couple of my peers said that could be a botfly and explain exactly what that was, like I told you. So, get this, the physician's assistant took that biopsy, and when she pulled the skin plug out of my arm, there was a live, wiggling, spiny larva inside my arm, and she started screaming, and all the doctors ran into me. They didn't know what to do. They grabbed research textbooks. And you know what they finally did? They called the Center for Disease Control and dispatched them to the Cleveland dermatologist where it was determined, indeed, it was the bot fly. Um, they 
continue to remove the whole larva from my arm. It was a lot of skin, a big hole in my arm. They patched it up, um, stitched it together, and removed it. And today, I'm bot fly free, I'm happy to say. My arm does still have a slight hole in it from where it ate my flesh, but it's not affecting me in any physical way. But that's the bot fly, and I will tell you, it is the world's, indeed the world's most disgusting insect. That is very disgusting. Besides everything you mentioned about it, what is unique about your animal? Man, what is unique about it? Well, it's one of the few insects that actually can live inside the human body. Insects, some insects can live inside other animals or fish, but not human bodies. That's what makes the, the bot fly, um, yeah, so unique, yet also so disgusting. That is gross. And besides everything you mentioned, why should people know about this? Well, <laughs> I wish I would have known about it, Carly. When I got bit and I had this volcano lesion on my arm, I would have loved to have known what it was. That way, I wouldn't have freaked out like you said you would have. Um, and I could have got it treated much more quickly. So I, I think it's important to be educated on what the bot fly is. And... As importantly, to take precautions if you're going into areas where um, butt flies are, are prevalent and in tropical areas. You know, wear long sleeves, wear bug spray. Okay, that's very interesting. Well, do you have anything else to say about it? <laughs> no, I don't. I, 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 when, you, when you first started and you thought, is it like a robot fly? I, I wish I could tell you it was because that sounds really, really cool. Unfortunately, this is a pretty gross insect. I hope I never get again, and I hope you don't get. But if you do, now you'll know, and you'll know how to get it treated. Okay, that's very interesting. Today we are going to be talking to Lauren about a unique animal she thinks you should know about. Lauren, what is your animal? <laughs> a manatee. Cool. Do you have any facts about the manatee before I ask some other questions? Yeah. Um, manatees, closest relatives an elephant. Some man, um, there's three types of manatees, and manatees can live in the Amazon River. Two of the three types of manatees have nails on their flippers, and they eat a lot of seagrass, and they're really friendly. That's really all I know. That's interesting, Lauren. Um, why did you choose this animal? Um, I chose the manatee because they're my favorite animal. Well, that's cool. Um, what, besides what you mentioned, what is unique about the manatee? Um, manatees are, um, they're, they are endangered. And they are, like, unlike a lot of other water animals, they move really slow, and they're big, huge, and gray, and they actually grow, like, sea algae on their back. Cool. Um, why do you think people should know about the manatee? Um, because manatees are endangered, and we need to help them. Well, that's interesting. Do you have anything else to say about the manatee? Not really. Okay, then.
Today we are going to be talking to Emerson about a unique animal she thinks you should know about. Emerson, what is your animal? The Tasmanian Devil. Why did you choose this animal? Because it is a very fascinating um, carnivore, carnivorous marsupial, and it's just very interesting. Nice. Um, what makes this animal unique? It is the world's largest carnivore marsupial, and it is Australia's, Australia's one of the most beloved creatures, and it can live up to five years in captivity. That's nice. Why do you think people should know about the Tasmanian Devil? Because it's just very... I know people usually don't really like marsupials and, like, rats, mice, um, hamsters, and guinea pigs. Some people don't like those, but I personally think Tasmanian devils are the most interesting marsupial out there. Um, and they're just, they look very friendly, but they're not, if you Google a picture, but I would definitely recommend looking into Tasmanian Devils more than I have because I'm not an expert on it but yeah that's why I think everyone should know about Tasmanian Devils. Nice. Besides what you mentioned um, do you have any facts about the Tasmanian Devil? Um, The scientific name is okay never mind I don't know how to say that. Uh, um they can be around 20 to 31 inches and anywhere from 9 to 26 pounds. And there is this. Tasmanian devils are notoriously can't takers. Disposition will fly into a mechanical rage when threatened by a predator flying into fighting for a mate, or defending a meal. Early European settlers dubbed it devil after witnessing such displays with including teeth, bearing, lunging, and array of spine-chilling growls. And, and their diets are small prey, snake, like snakes, fish, birds, and insects. Yeah. That's really interesting, Emerson. Um, thank you for talking to us about the Tasmanian Devil. Yo, 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 peeps, I hope you enjoyed listening to my podcast of What You Should Know But You Don't. I hope you learned some interesting facts about some interesting animals. Some of them are kind of weird, though. Bye, peeps!